Warning! This podcast is different from other podcasts. These episodes contain dangerous choices, perilous tangents, and unwavering silliness. The choices made on this podcast may lead to success or disaster. But remember, you are responsible because you choose to listen. Good luck. Adventure, a podcast where three grown men try and beat a children's game. I'm Ian. I'm Chris. And I am Mark. And today we are reading The Abominable Snowman by R.A. Montgomery, uh, reprinted as Choose Your Own Adventure number one, although I do think we're sort of skirting the laws of time and space, uh, because of course the Cave of Time is the original Choose Your Own Adventure. Of course. Of course. Any plebe knows that. Yeah, if you didn't know, this is a podcast about hardcore uh, librarian facts, so buckle up. I uh, Here's the thing that I like from the front of this book. It tells me how many endings there are. It does say that. Those reprints are really good, yeah. We have like a 1 in 28 shot of um, getting something maybe okay. Sure. Hey, given our past record, we've got a 1 in 100% shot. <clears throat> don't do the math. <laughs> don't do the math. Just don't do the math. Uh, Let the yeah, math I, roll over you. I um I I admire our ability to stay alive in these scenarios. I really think that's uh, very important, a life skill. Um, but we gotta get into some real adventures, y'all. I see an abominable mm-hmm. snowman on the front. I want an abominable snowman in my fucking story. We can't just play it safe to try to get the ending where we stay alive. We have to get the ending where we feel alive. Yes. Oh man, that's so good. That's so good. Okay, are we ready, gentlemen? As ever. Yes. Okay, beware. And nope, I'm just going to say warning. Fuck this reprint bullshit. Well, uh, I think the third paragraph here is actually pretty cool. It tells us what kind of stuff we're going to miss because we make bad choices. Hell yeah, it's given us a warning to take this shit seriously. Mm -hmm. Warning, this book is different from other books. You and you alone are in charge of what happens in this story. You must use all of your numerous talents and much of your enormous intelligence. Ha. Bigly intelligence. The the wrong decision could end in disaster, even death. You and your best friend Carlos have traveled to Nepal in search of the fabled yeti or abominable snowman. Carlos arrived and went straight into the mountains when when a yeti sighting was reported. He hasn't been heard from in three days. A late monsoon storm has moved in and the mountains are almost impassable. You know Carlos will depend on you to do the right thing, but what is it? Leave him to die, he's weak. Yeah. Uh, Okay, here we go. Uh, Page number one. Gentlemen, right to the adventure. You are a mountain climber. Three years ago, you spent the summer at a climbing school in the mountains of Colorado. Your instructor said that you had natural skills as a climber. You made rapid progress, and by the end of the summer, you were leading difficult rock and ice climbs. That summer, you became close friends with a boy named Carlos. Last year, you and he were chosen to join an international team— The expedition made it to the top of two unclimbed peaks in South America. The expedition leader, Franz, told stories of climbing in the Himalayas, the highest mountains in the world. Exposition, exposition. I just want to get to the present tense. Is that so much to ask? Yeah, yeah, let's get there. All right, let's start real negative. Here we go. 
Everest, K2, and Annapurna are the best-known mountains in the Himalayas. These and many other peaks have been climbed. Still others lie in remote areas where few... Hugh Fumans. <laughs> oh boy. Sorry, you guys. Hello, I'm Hugh Fumans. <laughs> Some go where I have gone before. <laughs> to the cheese factory. I hereby claim this mountain, Fumans Mountain. <laughs> All right, these and many other peaks have been climbed. Still others lie in remote areas where few humans have gone. There, said Franz, in the high valleys beneath the snow fields live the Yeti, sometimes called the Abominable Snowman. The Yeti is said to be a huge beast, Franz tells you. Perhaps a cross between a gorilla and a human. People cannot agree what it is. It just sounds like a smaller gorilla. <laughs> it does, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's kind of like a human. It's kind of like a gorilla. Uh, is the Yeti dangerous? Carlos asked. Franz shrugged. Some say it is. Other people say the Yeti is very gentle. He's a, he's a sensitive and kind lover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Yeti doesn't want any ketchup on his beans. Not any. Uh, oh, what's our voice? I got to get a better voice. It's got to be terrible. Have you seen? No, that's too much like Franz. Ha- have you seen one? You inquire. There we go. No, almost no one has. But still the stories persist. You and Carlos decide then and there to find the Yeti or Abominable Snowman. When you returned from South America, the two of you raised money from the International Foundation for Research into Strange Phenomena. Or IFRISP. I-F-F-R-I-S-P. Yeah. IFRISP. IFRISP. Your goal, proof positive that Yeti exist. You will find and photograph the Yeti. That is what brings you to Kathmandu, the capital of Nepal. Your problems, though, have already begun. Two days ago, Carlos left by helicopter to look over the terrain near Mount Everest. The helicopter returned without him. The pilot told you that Carlos decided to stay up at the Everest base camp to check out a report that a Yeti had been seen. You have an appointment to speak with R.N. Runal, the director of expeditions and mountain research, and an authority on the Yeti. He knows of your plans. You need his help with official permits for the expedition. He will also have good advice and information. But what about Carlos? Decision point. If you decide to cancel your meeting with Runal and search for Carlos, turn to page seven. If you feel that Carlos is okay and go ahead with your plan to meet Runal, turn to page eight. Hey guys, Gorilla Man don't exist, but Catman do. (laughs) I thought you were going to have a really good answer for this decision point, but instead wordplay. It was good wordplay. Thank you. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, do we jump right into adventure? Like, we, we just climbed some mountains in South America. We don't know dick all about the Yeti. This guy, Runal, is an expert at the Yeti. Okay. Carlos is fine. He got himself into this position. True. But we have to get official permits for the expedition from uh, Dr. Mr. Runal? Mr. Runal. Yeah, mi- Mr. Runal. Uh, he's just an authority. He's not a professor. Um, he's a registered nurse. Yeah, that, that sounds a lot like paperwork and bureaucracy and bullshit, and we're cool adventurers who are rad. So I say we just whip out our uh, big knives, machetes, and start chopping at snow and uh, search for Carlos. I'm not about to be upstaged by Carlos. Like, he heard about a Yeti, he got on a fucking yeah. chopper, and he was there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you guys remember that fucking uh, fairy Wonderland book? Uh, Carlos is the other elf of, the, of this story. If we're not careful, he's going to find the Yeti. Yeah. See, I was just think I was just thinking. You remember that whale book where we did not go find any official information <laughs> and like also never found Atlantis. But uh, let, you want to run right into the snow and uh, 
get Carlos. Also, just a follow-up statement. Uh, I skimmed through that book. There's no Atlantis in that book. I have no idea what that child was talking about. Oh, man, for real? Yeah. That's we gotta find up. that fucking kid. We gotta find that lying kid and have him explain himself. You know what happened, right? It's like, the teacher was like, okay, so for your book reports, everybody read this Choose Your Own Adventure mm. book. And he was like, cool, I did it. I did it super good. Um, I found Atlantis five times. <laughs> Seems plausible. Uh, the book is uh, an, an aquatic-themed book. Uh, I guess I could see it. I myself have only made it through four endings, so. That's right. There's a limit to how much time I'm going to spend verifying your crazy report. <laughs> and really, I'll, I'm going to tell you a secret. If you're confident, teachers are like 99% on board with whatever you're saying. I can say that because I'm a teacher. Nice. So page seven? It's page seven. Uh, we're deciding to cancel our meeting with Runal, which seems especially formal. Let's just not show up. We're going to blow the whole meeting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Page seven. You don't telephone Mr. Runal <laughs> at the foreign ministry. You don't say, this is an emergency, Mr. Oh, wait. Uh, fuck, what was my voice? This is an emergency, Mr. Runal. My friend Carlos is missing at base camp. I need help right now. Of course. I understand. Please allow me the honor of coming with you. I know the region well. So, like, you are meeting with him anyways? Just on the run? He's meeting with you. It's the best possible outcome. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's, yeah, he's coming to you. You gladly accept the help of Mr. Runal. His there. reputation... <laughs> there he is. His reputation as a mountaineer is excellent. He is able to arrange for a Royal Nepalese Army helicopter to meet you at the Tribuhavan Airport. Is Royal Nepalese what the RN stands for? Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Is this Royal Nepalese Runal? Follow-up question. How many mountains do you have to climb to get to command helicopters? Because I feel like I could probably crank out one if it means I get to shoot cruise missiles at things. Yeah, like, if you can climb higher than a helicopter can go, you get to fly helicopters. Oh, that's how it works. Mm. You can command them as long as you get higher than them. If you know how to climb a tree, you can ride any animal there is. You can ride a horse or a camel or an elephant. Uh, if you can climb an entire mountain, yeah, like, you're the captain of all the helicopters. The way the uh, first astronauts got started was they actually climbed all the way to the moon, and then they let them ride rockets. Yeah, uh, if you can climb higher than the moon, then that's who gets to go to Mars. Mm-hmm. All right, uh... Two hours later, you land at the Everest-based camp where Carlos was last seen. Most reports of the Yeti have them well below base camp, but it is possible that they are up this high. If you and Runal search below the base camp in the valley, turn to page 9. If you go above the base camp, turn to page 13. Well, if we go above the base camp, then we can fly helicopters. Yeah. That's a good point. But, but if the Yeti is in, more likely to be down below... I, got, I say we follow where the Yeti is. Yeah, we got Runal on this team because of his choice Yeti knowledge. We can't just, like, tell him to go screw off because we want to go climb a mountain and fly helicopters. True. Why would we not bring him on the mountain? He's a renowned mountaineer. Do you think the RN stands for renowned or Runal? Renowned. Renowned Royal Nepalese Runal. Yeah. Yeah. The registered nurse. The registered nurse. All right, so where are we going? Down or up? Down. All right. The helicopter stays at base camp, and you and Runal descend on foot along a narrow, rocky path before the snow line into a pine forest. Do you think RN stands for narrow, rocky? But sort of flip backwards, like how sometimes in languages, like the adjectives are switched around? Right. He's Himalayan. Oh, it is Spanish. So I think you would do the, the word, then the adjective, right? Well, but is it Spanish? Because he's in Nepal, Chris. <laughs> it could be Where? Spanish. I right, hold on, Chris. Don't look at a map. Where... <laughs> Where is Nepal? Uh, it's like just west of China. 
Okay, yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> right? Southwest? Yeah, Southwest, yeah. not Northwest. Yeah. Because um, isn't the Kyber, the Kyber Pass is like right next to it? Ye- I don't know. Yes. Okay, but he could be he could be Mexican. It's my bad. He could be a Mexican man who'd moved to Nepal to study mountains because he loves mountains so much. Uh, you know what happened is I just made some assumptions about Carlos and I got Carlos and Mr. Renal mixed up. Wow. Wow. So, okay. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Do you think... Do you think RN stands for racist nerd that's actually about Chris? (laughs) The trail suddenly becomes very steep and one side falls off more than a thousand meters to a river gorge. You come to a small stone house with a thatched roof. An old woman sits in the sunlight by the door. (laughs) Uh, Can you tell us if any climbers came by here? My friend is about five foot nine. Runal translates your description into Nepali. Because even though he is from the country of Mexico, he speaks many languages. Oh, oh okay. It just makes so sense. Now you believe yeah. that people from the country of Mexico can't learn how to speak Nepali? Who's the racist now, my friend? I wonder what that accent sounds like. Because you know how American, <laughs> Americans have accents, right? Like whenever we speak a different language, we definitely still have an accent. Yeah, of course. Anyways, the young woman nods and says two men came by. The younger one left a note. Don't follow. Wait for... Wait, shit, this letter's really hard to read. You you mutter to yourself through a haze of vodka. (laughs) Don't follow. Wait at base camp. Carlos. Runal turns to you with a puzzled look on his face. Carlos is your friend, but if it were up to me, I would ignore his message. But you know him better. What now? What do you think? If you obey the message and climb back up to the base camp to wait for Carlos. It's not even an option. 20. Don't, don't, not, yeah. finish, it. It's don't not even option. finish that option. Why? Yeah. All right. So page Just 15, 100%. whatever it says. Okay. Edit wow. out the two seconds where we even remotely considered, pretended to consider that option. Oof, this page did not scan well. Good luck with that. Carlos may be in trouble. We must, wait, that's not it. Carlos may be in trouble. We must find him. Runal nods in agreement. He gives, uh, and he gives the woman two copper coins. You and Renal remain outside next to the small garden where squash lie ripening. <laughs> That's so poetic. That's so fucking like out of place poetic. They lie ripening. Do kissed. <laughs> That's, wait, because I'm trying really hard to like on the spot impromptu like beautiful poetry. And I think I might just not be able to. It seems like a skill you'd have to, like, really practice, right? Uh, or at least be sober for. Uh, what was that all about? What did the old woman say? Runal looks at you and says, The woman claims that your friend was traveling with a yeti. What? Yeah, come on. For real? For real? And he wanted to keep us out of that? Uh, Carlos. He didn't have, there was, it was a really small note. He didn't have time to write, We have found true love in each other. Yeah. You couldn't understand. Yeah. Uh, you stare at Runal in disbelief. But why not? You are here to find them. Maybe they found you this time. The Yeti, I guess. You head down the trail, not knowing quite what to expect. It's my traveling music. Fuck! Ha! <laughs> Read it. As you race down the path, you see footprints that might have been left by a Yeti. Suddenly it is very quiet. The birds have stopped singing. You wonder why. It doesn't take long to find out. Around a turn in the path, you run smack into a band of creatures that can only be Yeti. They are aiming an ancient bronze cannon at you. What? One of them touches a light to the fuse. And that is the last thing you remember until you wake up in your own bed. It must have been an awesome triple decker with mustard, anchovies, and chocolate syrup 
The end. What is that ending? Wait, so the whole book is a dream and I just now told us? How much of it is a dream? Is Carlos's love for that ape man a dream? No, no, no. It's uh, it's when we got in when we got into the memory shop and then went to Mars. That's when it started being a dream. I think. Did we ever go to Mars? Is Quatu real? Okay, so that is clearly horseshit. Like that is the worst ending possible. Where did we go wrong? I don't know. So many of those choices seemed like no brainers. Yeah. Could it be that uh, in the new books he doesn't want to train kids to follow adventure? Like, heedlessly? No, it's published in 1982. It's the same book. It just has different artwork. Oh, okay. Well, shoot. Let's go back. This is bullshit. Yeah, reverse. I feel like we shouldn't... I feel like we have to ignore his note, because his note is bullshit. Maybe we could go back and explore above the base camp? And just never get his note. Wait, guys. I feel like we have always responded poorly to the very prospect of bureaucracy and following a plan. We do fight it at every turn, yeah. Maybe we go mm. back to the beginning and we just follow the original plan and meet Runal at his office. Yeah, because if Carlos is off, like, gallivanting with these fucking eight people, then Whoa. we can take our time. Yeah, yeah, I said it. Fight me, yetis. Fight me, yetis. So we're turning all the way back to page the fifth. Is that right? Page the fifth. Gee. All right. Huh. <clears throat> You have an appointment to speak with R.N. Runal, the director of expeditions and mountain research, and an authority uh, on the Yeti. Uh, I hate this option. I know. He knows of your plans. You need his help with official permits uh, for the expedition. So we're meeting with Runal, which takes us to a page with, I think, bats uh, on it. Oh, my God. My blood feels like sludge going through my veins. I hate this so much. It feels so wrong. We're in a different country, though. You guys enjoy. Oh, a country where adventure means sitting on your ass and taking meetings all day? Yeah, let me get a post-it note to see if I get to go up a mountain. You walk down a street bordered by tall pines. They are green-blue and oh. beautiful, and you love being there. It's your favorite place now. And the I branches... I myself on a sword. <laughs> you wake up. It was a real weird dream because it's some food you ate. Uh, the branches and needles are very fine and delicate. I impale myself Hanging. on a pine needle. <laughs> you bleed a little bit. But it's okay. You keep going. Hanging from the upper branches are what look like huge, tear-shaped, blackish-brown fruit. You stop and look up, wondering what they are. And then one moves, spreads giant wings, and flaps off. They are bats, the largest bats you have ever seen. And you oh remark, I would have never seen these bats if I didn't come to the city. I'm so glad I came to the city. I fucking love bats. They're so large. They're the size of fruits. Wow, fruit bats. <laughs> <laughs> You reach the foreign ministry and you are shown to a waiting room. Oh, so, of course. God. <laughs> you wait a few minutes and then are ushered in to meet R.N. Runal, Director of Expeditions and Mountain Research for the Nepalese government. Oh, research for Nepalese. That's what it is. <laughs> You're good at this. <laughs> Welcome to our country. We wish you success. But I have some bad news. The expedition you have proposed could be very dangerous. You look at him, not knowing what to expect. Be good. Recently, a large expedition set out without telling us that they were going after the Yeti, says Runal. They used guns and traps and tried to kill one of them. The Yeti are angry. Mr. Runal, we just want to find a Yeti. We have no intention of ever hurting a Yeti. I know that. 
We have checked up on you. It is a shame about the others. I must advise against going into Yeti territory. I could arrange a trip for you into the Terai region, out of the mountains, in the jungle area. You could photograph and study the tigers. They are famous and also dangerous. Later, <laughs> later perhaps, you could conduct the expedition you are leading. Can I interest you in this other famous and dangerous monster? Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. There's a group of sort of man creatures that you could reason with, but they're a little testy. Why don't you go try murder cats? Have you tried murder cats? Hey, mountain kid. Hey, mountain kid. Have, but in the book, The Abominable Snowman, have you tried murder cats yet? They are the tops. Murder cats are the bee's knees. Uh, if you decide to go ahead with the expedition for the Yeti, turn to page 16. If you decide to postpone the expedition, not cancel it, you guys. We could go get tigers and Yetis. To let the Yeti calm down and go on the Terai region in search of tigers, turn to page 19. If we turn to page 19, it's going to say, your life slips by. Suddenly you're 74 years old in a nursing home, thinking about the time you could have saw Yetis, but instead went to pet the kitty. That's true. It's just one more Trump country ban before nobody from Nepal can come in. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're, we're, we got to stay focused. The book is called The Abominable Snowman, for Christ's sake. We're not going to hunt tigers. Okay, so the guy who's an expert on Yeti just told us that the Yeti are angry, and we're like, cool, let us at him. Remember when they shot us, guys, hang on, with a that cannon? That was a dream. They have... That was a dream. Oh, yeah, that was a dream. So wait, we can't use any of that dream knowledge in our present-day decision-making? Nope. You, you think they don't have cannons? I think that's true. Okay, so okay. we have two options. A, they don't have cannons and they're angry, which is not great. B, they do have cannons and they're angry, but then that means they can build cannons and therefore can be reasoned with. So uh, yeah, but so, so could, so could the, the Germans in the 40s, Chris. They were human. Oof. Didn't mean we shouldn't go shoot them with cannons. I'm going to cut that whole thing. I feel like if Please. we had just done World War I, like the Germans yeah. in 1916, <laughs> like it would have been fine. Yeah, the Egyptians... Keeping all the Jewish hostages. Slaves? God, I gotta stop. Okay. Uh, which one are we? It's the Bible story. It's Moses. Yeah. We are the Moses. We're gonna free the Yeti from their camp. I'm gonna I'm gonna vote that we go towards the Yetis, page 16. Yeah, we'll say okay. Yetis. All right. I appreciate your warning and kind offer of the alternative to go into the Terai. You say, we are committed to this expedition. We will search for the Yeti with openness and friendship. Motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, I open this friendship and a hair trigger on my big ass gun. You ever see Jumanji? You ever see Jumanji? <laughs> I got one of those big old guns and I got it's a ele- big hat. If an elephant gun kills an elephant and a Yeti's half the size of an elephant, algebra problem for you kills a Yeti twice. <laughs> Within minutes, you have the necessary papers for the expedition stamped in the proper places with the official seal of the Nepalese government. As you shake hands before leaving, he stops you. If you are determined to go on your expedition, it could be easier and safer if I come with you. What should you do? Having a government official along with you might just cause delays and bureaucratic snafus. On the other hand, he could also smooth the way. Uh, bureaucracy. Guys, real, real quick tip for this kid's book. Snafu stands for situation normal all fucked up. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Did not so just that. throwing that in there, some World War II lingo for you. It's come to mean kind of like a, a quagmire, but it really uh, is an acronym that stands for everything's good, except for being good means that it's all fucked up. So fuck is the word in this book now. Uh, you know what? Let's let's double down on the bureaucracy and the the plans, I say. Let's let's bring okay. this boy along. 
You're man. killing me, but fine, fine. We'll do it. I know, it's hey. the worst thing I've ever said coming out of my mouth. Hey, you don't have to run faster than that Yeti. <laughs> you just gotta run faster than R.N. Runal. Precisely. Now that he's a member of your expedition, Runal sends out a government team to set up your base camp and find Carlos. Success! Carlos is found and rejoins you. <laughs> wow, oh, shit. Once again, an yeah. NPC accomplishes the quest. That's all the things that we needed. Uh, Runal turns out to be an excellent team member. Six porters carry your food <laughs> and tent and supplies. Uh, <laughs> Porter is Nepal, Nepali for slave. Yeah. This leaves you free to explore the steep valley sides <laughs> and the small villages along the way. While slaves carry all of your dumb shit. You make sure to take lots of pictures of yourself in front of famous things. Because when you get back to Brooklyn, all of your friends will want to hear about your adventures. You take one picture with the healthiest looking slave so that people think you have a heart. All right, the days are long. I want there to be a world where we just lost listenership. (laughs) The days are long, but longer for the porters who don't get paid very much. You exploit their situation because their hats are just so cool. All right. The days are long, beginning at first light and going until sunset. Your legs ache from the constant pounding as you walk along the narrow trails, which have served these Nepali people for hundreds of years. And then we see a detailed picture of slaves carrying (laughs) all of your shit. Uh, Gender equality, though. They are male and female slaves. So that is fun. They look to be of differing ages as well. As you approach a village, Runal points out a large building with a red roof, which stands above the small, neat houses clustered about it. That's the monastery where there lives a monk, a Buddhist monk, who has lived with the Yeti. But I thought no one had really seen one. I thought no one alive had spent time with the Yeti. Runal answers. A well-kept secret. Those who share the secret knowledge of the Yeti are pledged to reveal this knowledge only to appointed people. You and you alone are one of the appointed. It has been seen in the stars. It has been read in your hand. If you accept this secret knowledge, your life will change. You will never be the same. Decide now. Reject. Wow, guys. (laughs) We can't, we just can't. Our life will never be the same. I really like being a mountaineer. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we came all the way here to find Yetis, and then we lost Carlos, but then we found Carlos, so all we really have left is Yetis. Yeah, what does uh, our best friend Carlos have to think, have to say about the situation? Shouldn't we check in? It's a momentous decision. It'd be a good third option, because if only we can have that secret, then that means that Carlos explicitly cannot have this secret. Yeah, and I mean, like, we've got to tell Carlos. He's our climbing bro. We became good friends with the boy Carlos back in climbing school. Uh, yeah, no, but like, obviously we are, we're, we're getting that secret, right? Yeah, uh-huh, we, uh-huh, uh-huh. we're 100% secret knowledge. Yep. All right, page 40, here it goes. Oh boy. I gladly accept your offer. I am ready for the knowledge. Come with me. He leads you to the monastery. Carlos stays behind. You and Runal enter the monastery through a huge wooden door. It is dark inside, but you make out the figure of an old man seated on the floor. Behind him is a statue of Buddha. The man welcomes you and motions you to sit before him. Listen well with heart, head, and body. Listen with eyes more than with ears. Heed the cry of the Yeti, the old monk tells you. You guys will tell me if I'm, like, sounding too racist, right? 
I mean, no, I think you're doing great. Okay. Yep. <laughs> you can hear bells in the distance and wind in the pine trees just outside of the window. It is beautiful. You sit for what seems like hours, listening with your whole beat. We're just doing more waiting. It's Mark's favorite. Thanks, Chris. Finally, the monk speaks. Time now to go on the next journey. We're at journey. You ask? Wrong. We're in. We're going. Yes. This is getting too weird. A continuation of the one you are already on. The waiting journey? Are we doing waiting? They we're really good at it. We're getting a lot of practice. Okay, if you agree to take the journey, turn to page 51. If you decide that you are not prepared to change your life forever, turn to page 63. It's like... It's the same choice. It's not even a choice. It's the same non-choice. It's like, do you yeah. want to do the thing or do you want to go home? Do you want to do the thing or do you want to go home? Uh, maybe at this point you want to go home. This was At this, this point was I his, do. Yeah, right? Uh, this was his first book written, right? Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because like... I feel like this is a an amateur mistake where he's like, oh, I should give him a I'll throw him off. You know, do you want to read the book or just like close it and take a nap? Boom. Well, well, Chris, I want to redirect you back to your original uh, fictitious uh, uh, situation where somebody assigned this book as reading. Uh, I would say if your goal is to read as little as possible, R.A. Montgomery gives you plenty of options. (laughs) See, what I'm getting from this is like there's some kind of uh, maybe like government funding or something where it's meant to be like a cultural thing and they need to expose you to all these different sort of. Uh, yeah, the idea of Buddha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so like he's going to make you wade through all that mandatory social studies before he lets you get to the fucking snowman. Yeah, because really all that is sort of speculative. That's not really satisfying any kind of educational goal the, with the right. Yeah, That's just the carrot they're dangling in front of our face so that we have to learn about cultures. And then you get done and you're like, I learned so much about cultures. They have the finest, most delicate pine needles in Nepal. <laughs> and bats the size of real fruit. <laughs> I live in a food desert. All my fruit comes from a can <laughs> and in pastries. So I don't know what that reference means exactly, but I've seen a bat before. Boy. I live in a bat cave and we just eat bats all the time. But they taste <laughs> like blood. Do, do, does fruit taste like blood? All right, page 51. My mom says everything tastes like blood. (laughs) My My mom's a vampire. (laughs) We're all vampires. If you want to continue being a vampire, turn to page 51. (laughs) Yeah, we'll do the adventure. Yeah. Please, let us adventure. Runal is still with you. He taps you on the shoulder, and you rise and follow him to the back of the monastery, behind the Golden Buddha. The heavy smell of rose-scented incense fills the air. He unbuttons his pants. (laughs) <laughs> you explain to him that this is not the journey you were looking for and politely <laughs> decline his offer. Yeah, if you go back now, turn to page 82. <laughs> uh, the, the decisions are like, if you go back now and don't ever tell anybody about this and bury <laughs> your secret guilt, turn to page 52. Uh, it's, it's very sad. All of this is getting yeah. also cut. <laughs> the Yeti are guides to Shangri-La. They take the chosen people to this hidden valley, which, may, which, which many have heard of, and only a few have seen. You nod, wondering what comes next. One last chance, my friend. Ah. Turn back now and live a normal life with your friend Carlos. Go ahead and accept the life of the secret world. 
Uh, let's just do it. Come on. Yes. Go on, page 70. Uh, you want to adventure? Are you sure you want to adventure? Are you sure you want to adventure? This is literally like the fourth. The Are you sure you want to adventure, right? Yeah. It's insane. We, I, we did choose bureaucracy, bureaucracy twice, and this is what we, we get. did. And I think what we're learning is that like there's a lot of um, redundancies. There's a lot of security measures. They want to make sure you're committed to the adventure. But once you're in it, like they got the resources to make it happen, baby. Do they? I am ready, Runal. Lead the way. Runal taps three times on the back of the Buddha, near the spot where its skull and neck join. It makes a clanging sound like cymbals being struck. Awesome! <laughs> cymbal noises! This is the best! Yeah. Wow! Cymbal! That Buddha's hollow! That's way better than a Yeti. It's just like the beginning of YYZ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no media references. Sorry. Right. Before you stands a seven-foot-tall being with broad shoulders and huge feet. His face is gentle and kind. You are not frightened. Is it Buddha? Uh, Runal introduces him. This is Zodak. He is your special guide. Follow him. He will take you where you must go. Can I say goodbye to Carlos? It is not usual. I do not advise it. It might upset him and you. However, if you wish, <laughs> go and say farewell. If you bid farewell to Carlos, turn to page 90. If you decide against bidding farewell, turn to page 92. I don't even care. What a non... Uh, I guess we should say bye to Carlos. He climbed all those mountains with us. He did. He did. If uh, it's wrong, we're only a page away from the correct answer, so... Sure. Yeah. What's he going to like? Page 90, you try to apologize to Carlos. Zodak snaps your frail body in half. <laughs> All right. Uh, you walk out of the room. The Yeti Zodak accompanies you. Carlos stands outside as he was when you left him. He is frozen in time. He can't hear you, nor can you hear him. <laughs> what? You have. Well, you wanted this adventure. You have become a part of a different world. You start to realize some of the consequences of your decision to go to Shangri-La, which I guess is just fucking frozen in time. You say a quiet goodbye to Carlos, even though he cannot hear you, and follow Zodak back into the monastery. Turn to page 92. Okay, great. <laughs> ah, the path nice. to enlightenment is abandoning your friends. Wait, we just learned something, though, right? We wouldn't have learned that time is frozen unless we went out and tried to talk to our bud. That's true. Yeah, that's neat. Is this Yeti on stilts? Uh, Is he floating? Are we both floating? <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Oh, sentence two, by the way. <laughs> Zodak motions to you to follow. He takes one giant step into the air. You look with amazement as he hovers a meter off the ground. Then you step up into the air, and you, too, are suspended above the floor of the monastery. You are levitating. Whoosh. Whoosh. I just want to point out, I think this is a good time to let everybody know, this is not what I thought yetis were about. No, not this, nor the cannon thing. Yeah, I expected a mountaineering adventure. No, the cannon was out of the ordinary. The Buddhist connection was weird. The time freeze, like, this whole thing feels way more sophisticated than the Bigfoot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whoosh! The two of you zoom out of the monastery, right through the walls, up into the sky. You climb at a dizzying pace until the two of you stand on top of the sharp, icy crest of Mount Everest. You see the world from the top. Zodak points to a narrow slot near the topmost point of Mount Everest. He says, he, sa he says, he's going to say words. I didn't expect this. 
That is the route to Shangri-La. <laughs> he takes three steps, enters the slot, and disappears from sight. You take one last look at the earth about you. You see the clouds rolling up from the flat, dry plains of the Punjab in India. You step into the narrow chute. It's warm, glistening with the shine of a metal unknown to you. Yeah, climb into my wet, hot hole. (laughs) Mountain boy, get in my my hot Yeti hole. You hover in space in the narrow metal tube. In truth, you are moving at a great speed down through the center of Everest. There is a rose-colored glow around you. Oh, man, we're going to that fairy kingdom. Either the fairy kingdom or the, or the center earth, the center of the yeah, earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The underground kingdom. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All these happen to the same kid. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Zodak? Some guide, you think, leaving me alone. What's next? Guys, I'm genuinely excited to see what's next. I also can't wait. It's getting, it's getting good. We had to sit through a lot of shit, but we're finally yeah. flying through the sky with an ethereal yeti going into a mountain vagina. Is this a metaphor for retirement? (laughs) With a gentle bump, you come to rest. In front of you is a clear glass door. You push it open. There stands Zodak. Come, welcome to Shangri-La. You walk out into a dark green valley surrounded by low-lying hills. In the distance are high mountains. One of them looks like Everest. Zodak leads you down a long trail to a seven-story building. It seems to be a fortress, but it is painted white and red and gold. That's a weird conjunction. Couldn't a fortress be painted white and red and gold? Eh. There are no soldiers, no guns, only people who smile and greet you as though you are an old friend. It seems so natural. You turn to Zodak, the yeti that talks and flies through the air. It seems so natural. (laughs) Fuck you, And you get a shock. His form has changed. Now he is the mirror image of you. It seems so natural. What does this mean? (laughs) Although you never find out about that, you learn about... Cool. Spoiler alert. We just threw that in to fuck with you. No no explanation ever going to come. That's his editor. His editor's like, listen, it can't. That can't be. And he's like, all right, but I'm leaving it in. And the editor's like, "You, but you got to have a way out of it. Okay. You, You need to immediately apologize after that sentence. Right. Give it, give it a no but. Although you never find out about that, you learn about many things as you stay in the valley. You have the chance to try many activities you could never try before, but only what is available in the valley. You learn to be contented within the limits of the small valley. Second thoughts? Question mark? So we found peace, but also because we're American, we feel an aversion to this, right? Right. Okay. We, can't, we can't handle contentment. We can't. We always want more. It's because our father just never hugged us enough. Just collectively, as a nation. Yeah. Our yeah. forefathers never hugged us enough. Four score and seven years ago, our forefathers did not hug us. I'm Was that? Uh, Andrew Johnson, and this is a much worse speech than the Gettysburg Address. Andrew Johnson, great-grandfather to President John F. Kennedy, by the way. <laughs> wow. It's just like, it's the same guys running shit since... The beginning. Uh, four, four, four score and uh, 75. <laughs> okay, page 107, gentlemen. One last chance. Ooh. Is that it? Is that what you want? Okay, you're on. Out of the Valley of Shangri-La and back to the real world. Is it different? Can you do whatever you want? <laughs> Can you fulfill your dreams? Can you enjoy your life completely? Or must you be content within limits? The end. <laughs> wow. This is so nihilistic. Uh, yeah, guys, this is the bleakest ending ever, and we've been shot to death by a Yeti cannon. Uh, R. A. We Montgomery. don't even know. Yo, go ahead, go ahead. 
We don't even know what happened. Like, it ended on six questions. And we yeah. didn't like, get a choice in this. We were presented with, like, ultimate contentment and joy. And then R.A. Montgomery was like, no, 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 no one can ever be happy with that. And then he just, like, takes us to 107. He's like, oh, one last chance. Is that it? Is that what you want? Fine. Oh, do you miss pizza? Do you miss pizza, you fat fuck? Is that what it is? Do you miss pizza? Oh, they don't have pizza in Shangri-La, land of eternal contentment. Do you want a pizza? I mean, get yeah, out like of Shangri-La. He- it's like he he wrote a good ending, and he's like, you know what? I just want to ruin this, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna write in as a narrator. You are unhappy with this. The end. I want to. Why, why, why don't you break up with June and move away from Cleveland, R.A. Montgomery? Huh? Why don't you? You wanted more from life. Oh, is it too late to go back and get another degree, R.A. Montgomery? Is it too late to change your career? Maybe you could try something interesting. How about that? All right, I'm turning back to page 113, and I'm gonna create. A, a choice for you guys. Okay. You learn to be contented within the limits of the small valley. Second thoughts. If you have second thoughts, turn to page 107. If you are totally cool with living in this valley forever, t- uh, turn to page 150. I choose that one, Ian. Yep. Okay. All right. You live in the valley forever. You and Zodak, uh, Zodak tells you, hey, I turned into you because I, I want to be like you. Uh, and then you guys sing that song from the Jungle Book about that King Louis sings. And then Zodak returns to the real world and uh, Zodak lives your life and you live Zodak's life. And then eventually a hundred years in the future, another mountain climber comes and he chimes on the back of the uh, hollow Buddha. And then you are summoned forth. Runal is eternal and he is your guide in the world of the humans. Uh, And you're a Yeti now. And then you take that boy back and then that boy wants to live in the Valley forever. So you take his life in the real world and his name is Jonah. Was R.A. Montgomery. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been so much better. And his, we don't, and we, and although we never learned his Christian name, his code name is Jonah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> what a satisfying ending. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. Some would say it's a lot. Some would say they tried to pack an entire sequel into the last 10 minutes of the film, but I liked it. Yeah, better than financing a second one of those fucking things. And mm-hmm. you know Richard Burton isn't coming back for the same rate. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, closing thoughts? Jesus Christ. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, one of that, that series of questions on 107 feels like a real assault <laughs> on, like, uh, just people in their late 20s slash early 30s. Yeah. 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 R.A. Montgomery hates capitalism. He hates fads. He hates the, uh, like the American search for more, you know? I mean, can you do whatever you want? Can you fulfill your dreams? Or, or must you be content within limits? Like, that's just what you're dealing with at this age, I feel. But Is, think about it, like, the, the series of questions at the end perfectly mirrored the series of questions before the end, which was like, are you sure you want this? Are you sure you want this? Are you sure you want this? Like, he foreshadowed it heavily with all the choices in the book. Yeah, he's like, you're not going to be fine with contentment. We're trying to help. Because there's a drive. Yeah. And there's like uh, the last sentence is you learn to be contented within the limits of the small valley. Uh, and the final line is, or must you be content within limits? So we gave up everything in the valley, I guess, to learn that we had to, we could have been happy in the valley. Right. We chose to not be content. That's the last thing he sees. Yeah. yeah. The bathtub, the bathtub fills up with blood, his own blood. <laughs> His marriage a sham. His children disowned him. He wishes he had stayed in the valley. The end. You know, this is actually kind of like the space vampire book in that like a whole bunch of shit that wasn't space vampires happened for like 85% of the book. 
Yeah. And then and then it happened and it was over. And it's the same thing with the Yetis, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah. finally you get to see the fucking Yetis. Also, he takes you to Wonderland and then you feel unsatisfied at the end. Um, I don't know. As to the title of this book, The Abominable Snowman, uh, do you think that's a pejorative term for Yeti? No. Uh, we are the Abominable you know, Snowman. We went into the snow and we couldn't be happy. <laughs> that's that's the end that's a really good line chris that makes a lot of sense that's a really we humanity man is the abominable snowman yeah they gave you everything you could have wanted and uh, things you could not have known you needed all was you didn't there. take any pictures of them you didn't take any pictures of these yetis you didn't take a single fucking picture you went back to your life and you didn't even accomplish anything and you lost your friend carlos yeah, Carlos is still stuck in time somewhere. <laughs> they forgot to unfreeze Carlos. He's very forgettable. Else. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, like, you know, you know that, like, he just went back in after he wrote most of the book and was like, oh, shit, Carlos. Uh, Carlos was there still also. Yeah. Uh. All, although you never discover this, Carlos dies painfully. <laughs> <laughs> you never find out the reason he got cancer, but it probably had something to do with being frozen in time. Be, after being abandoned by his best friend, Carlos never right. trusted another human being again. <laughs> uh, uh, does Carlos go on to become one of those Russian spies? What was the greater curse? His inability to make human bonds or the long life that he suffered through? Sure, a valley full of contentment is great, but isn't real human connection the real treasure? Yeah, abominable snowman. Boom, roasted. It's me, R.A. Montgomery. Uh, also, I just want to scroll to the end here and point out that R.A. Montgomery, according to perhaps his own uh, summary, uh, climbed mountains in the Himalayas, skied throughout Europe, and scuba dove wherever he could. Uh, so, so he was so, he was he was the abominable snowman. Yeah, guys, uh, somewhere in Nepal there is a half white Nepali child without a father. <laughs> And the only thing that he knows about his dad is, is like three pages of the beginning of a novel and the second page is turn to page three and the third page ends with turn to page question mark, question mark, question mark. You think R.A. Montgomery most closely identifies with the character of Carlos? Always coming to the precipice of a great adventure, but like being a little too heavy to try it confidently. <laughs> I think I don't know. I feel like the picture in the back, and I can't. There's, I have a black and white picture, so I'm assuming he's very old. Uh, but uh, that's that's of a man who's been through his adventures. He's put on some weight, but he does regret leaving the joy that he knew in Nepal. <laughs> it was a simple life, but who can say if it was better or worse? He learned to be content with limits. This has been Booze Your Own Adventure. I'm Ian. I'm Chris. And I am Mark. And remember, always choose responsibly. It does sound, uh, it's something mucusy, right? Like a gump. It's got a hard shell, but everything is a gum bump. Gump. There's something in here that we can use for an ending. Yeah.